Welcome back to Kubi's Commentary. Today is Monday, January 31st, 2022. Last week, all about Apple. The selling from the previous week intensified Monday morning, with tech stocks bearing the brunt of the pain as the Nasdaq plummeted 4.9%. During afternoon trading, all those losses, plus another 0.6%, were recouped, representing one of the biggest intraday reversals on record. Perhaps the rally was sparked by trader optimism that the Fed would take a less hawkish posture at Wednesday's FOMC meeting, given the recent economic challenges resulting from the Omicron surge. After all, the landscape has changed dramatically since the December meeting, and the minutes of which seemed to spark the recent unrest in the market. Chairman Powell's comments Wednesday afternoon clearly dispelled that notion, with the first rate hike almost a certainty in March, with four or five likely during 2022. Stocks nosedived the rest of Wednesday and bounced Thursday morning before heading sharply lower once again. After the market closed on Thursday, Brad Cohen, co-portfolio manager of the North Star Opportunity Fund, sent the following text message. I feel like the whole market depends on Apple earnings after the bell. Indeed, Apple delivered phenomenal earnings, and despite another morning sell-off, stocks ended on a high note Friday with a furious late rally to wrap up the roller coaster week. The S&P 500 added 2.4% for its best session since June 2020 to finish the week up 0.77%. The Nasdaq broke even for the week after surging 3.3% on Friday, but remains on track for its worst month since the 2008 financial crisis. Small caps continue to suffer, with the Russell 2000 now down 12.33% for the month and 20% since its November 6, 2021 record high, after declining 0.98% during the week. As noted in our March 2021 white paper, there is a common misperception that small and microcap stocks are adversely affected by rising yields. The underlying logic is that rising borrowing costs may prove to be a big pressure point for these asset classes, as the Russell 2000's corporate debt to total equity is relatively high. But looking back at data over the last 30 years, we discovered that there have been seven periods of varying durations where interest rates have increased. And in all of these instances, small and microcap stocks provided positive returns. We are in the eighth period now, and we believe many bargains have been created following the recent price declines. Outside of Apple, other reports have been tasty, but not as delicious. Whereas 77% of companies have exceeded expectations, the magnitude of those earnings beats has only been 4%, which is about half of the average over the last five years. Following those upward revisions, composite earnings growth for the quarter is on track to be 24.3% on 13.9% revenue growth. The outlook is for earnings growth over the next two quarters to slow considerably, as analysts expect earnings growth of 5.6% for Q1 and 4.3% for Q2. Despite concerns over rising interest rates, the yield on the 10-year Treasury only inched up 3 basis points to 1.78%. The yield on the two-year treasury increased 10 basis points to 1.18%, continuing the recent trend of short-term rates rising more than long-term rates. This flattening of the yield curve merits monitoring, as it can signal increased risks of a recession. On Friday, the measure of U.S. inflation, preferred by the Federal Reserve, the PCE, indicated a sharp increase of 5.8% in December from a year earlier, underscoring the high-wire act the Fed finds itself performing, trying to curtail inflation by raising short-term rates without causing a recession. The chart in the written version of the blog illustrates a much more dramatic percentage change in the yield on the two-year treasury versus the change in the 10-year treasury. Fantastic sports action over the weekend. 
Nadal's heroic performance at the Australian Open will go down in history as one of the greatest comebacks ever. The NFL playoffs have been amazing as well. In addition to his Apple preview, Brad also picked the Bengals and the Rams as winners on Sunday. This week, earnings season will continue to be in full swing with 109 S&P 500 companies reporting results for the fourth quarter. The highlight of the economic calendar will be Friday's release of the January jobs report. The forecast is for a gain of 162,500 jobs in January, with the unemployment rate holding steady at 3.9%, but the unknown effect of the surge in Omicron cases could have a major influence on the actual numbers. If employment proves to be much weaker, then the Fed's balancing act will become even more difficult. Last month, the gain in employment was less than half the forecasted number. If the downward trend in new COVID-19 cases in the U.S. continues, that could also help provide support to the market, as the pandemic remains the primary cause for the twin concerns of higher inflation and slowing economic growth. Whereas we generally avoid geopolitical commentary, an invasion of Ukraine by Russia remains a potentially destabilizing risk, particularly to European economies. Last week, the North Star Funds had five stocks on the move. Down 20.5% was 1-800-Flowers.com, Inc., ticker FLWS. Last week, 1-800-Flowers.com, Inc. reported disappointing FQ2 2022 earnings per share of $1.34, which missed estimates by $0.45, cents, and revenue of $943 million, which missed by just over $36 million. Additionally, the company updated its fiscal year 2022 guidance to reflect EBITDA between $140 million and $150 million, and earnings per share in the range of $0.90 cents to $1, implying a net loss for both FQ3 and FQ4. This quarter shortfall came from lingering cost issues and an unfulfilled gift basket program with a big customer due to ongoing supply chain disruptions. On a positive note, there are numerous acquisitive opportunities in the space that are available for attractive values. Up 10.1% with GATX Corp, ticker GATX. Last week, GATX announced significantly better than expected Q4 2021 earnings of $1.58 per share and revenue of $321 million. As a result of lower fleet churn, strong commercial performance, efficiency improvements, strong remarketing income, and strategic investment, GATX is expected to earn between $550 to $580 per share in fiscal year 2022. Additionally, the company raised its quarterly dividend by 4% to $0.52 cents per share. Up 19.1% was LSI Industries, Inc., ticker LYTS. LSI Industry posted FQ2 2022 earnings of $0.15 cents per share, which beat by $0.08, cents, and strong revenue of $111.14 million, which beat by just under $15 million, and was also up over 45% year-over-year. For the second consecutive quarter, sales exceeded $100 million, and organic sales were up 19% year-over-year. The company also disclosed its JSI business was awarded a $17 million order from one of the nation's largest grocery chains. Blackstone Group Inc., ticker BX, was up 13.2% last week. And Blackstone gained last week after Q4 2021 earnings per share of $1.71 were driven by outstanding investment performance and record fee-related earnings. Lastly, down 11.4% was Advanced Micro Devices Inc., ticker AMD. Semiconductor stocks were beaten down last week after Intel Corp's fourth quarter 2021 results suggested earnings growth for chip makers will continue to be capped by supply chain constraints and longer lead times. Advanced Micro Devices is confirmed to report its earnings on Tuesday, February 1st. 
We appreciate you tuning in to this week's edition of Kubi's Commentary. Have a great rest of your week. Securities are offered through New Edge Securities, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Financial advice is offered through Northstar Investment Management Corp., a registered investment advisor. Northstar Investment Management Corp. is not a subsidiary or control affiliate of New Edge Securities, Inc. The information provided in this commentary is not an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to purchase any security, product, or brokerage service. The information is not intended to be used as the basis for investment decisions, nor should the information be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of any investor. This commentary is presented to illustrate examples of the securities that Northstar Investment Management Corporation and or its affiliates may have bought for client accounts and the diversity of markets in which Northstar Investments may invest and may not be representative of current or future investments. You should not assume that the performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, or product referenced directly or indirectly in this commentary will be profitable or will be equal to any corresponding performance levels that might be indicated. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Investments in securities involve risks, including the possible loss of the principal invested. Northstar and others associated with it, including employees, may have positions in and affect transactions in securities of companies mentioned or indirectly referenced in this commentary. Northstar may buy, sell, or hold these securities in proprietary or client accounts. Northstar will not be providing regular updates or advising you of any changes in the views expressed herein. Investors should consider their investment objectives, risk tolerance, and financial situation and needs before investing in any security. Tax considerations, commissions, fees, and other costs should be carefully evaluated with one's investment and or tax advisors. Information provided is obtained from sources deemed to be reliable, but Northstar cannot guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information. This material may not be reproduced, distributed, or transmitted to any other person in whole or in part without the prior written consent of Northstar. A copy of Northstar Investment Management Corporation's Form ADV brochure, Privacy Notice, and Business Continuity Plan Summary can be obtained by calling 312-580-0900.